Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to the Tony and Dakota podcast. Today, we got some very, 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 very special guests. And it is not the L in LTD, but there is multiple people. This is Seth Dawson and Luis Benitez. They share the office with LTD Property Group, and we've done some deals with them. We've played some ping pong with them. Uh, I pretend to fight them occasionally. Uh, our good friends, Seth and Luis. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is our second time doing the intro, but it's going to be okay because... We got it now. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right, guys. So first thing we want to know, how did you guys even, like, meet each other? And then explain your guys' relationship, because that's what we just learned now. So explain your guys' uh, relationship, roles, and then kind of what you guys both do, how you met. I guess I could tell you how, how we met. I guess um, in high school, I dated his sister, Skylar, and uh, we weren't that good of friends, um, I guess, initially. <laughs> um <laughs> And he was a, a year above me, so we didn't share any classes together. But um, I'd, I'd say I grew closer with him maybe two years down, knowing his sister, dating her, 16, 17. That's when we started, like, kind of hanging out around each other, seeing more of each other. Were you, did you not like him? Was it one of those, no, like, he's, what? He's, he's like brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like a brother. Was it, was it like that, though, in the beginning, or was it like, oh, you're dating my sister, you better watch out? No, no. Oh, it wasn't like that's that. That's not me. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, have fun. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, and then, uh, so how did you guys even, like, decide to start getting a wholesale? Did you decide first? Yeah. And then they're like, hey, Luis, you want to help me out with this kind of stuff? And Actually, I don't know. I think I was, I, would do, I was doing electrical, and then I asked him about wholesaling. I knew about wholesaling. He had watched videos. I didn't know much about it. I, in 2018, was interested in real estate. I actually bought uh, Ty Lopez's course. Oh, wow. Yeah, for wholesaling. It is the most garbage trash ever. It was like, so wholesaling is where you buy a house for less than it's worth, and then you sell it to somebody, and you can put up signs in, in, in yards. Here's where you can order them. Bam. Well, you know what wholesaling course is not trash? Stay tuned for it. (laughs) I'll just roll the clip right there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate? It's not like what you see on HGTV. We created a course to show you how to really invest and create a profitable flipping and wholesaling business. We give you marketing strategies like how to pull lists, who we target, and where we find the money. We go over sales, which includes live calls and negotiations, scripts, role-playing, and so much more. Everything that you need to know to flip houses is in this course. And if there's anything that we missed, we will create a video to answer your specific question. This knowledge has made us over a million dollars and we're selling it today for just $997. Click the link below. Uh, so, so no, that was, it was garbage. So that was my idea of wholesaling. And then um, I, I had a friend who was a real estate agent at the time and he was having some success and I had no idea of what I was going to do, just that it business, right? And so I was interested in real estate, and so I asked him, I was like, hey, like, what do I have to do to become a real estate agent? And um, I went and took the course, got, joined uh, the American Dream Team, 
as a real estate agent and was blessed to be mentored by Mick. And so I had asked Mick, though, um, my my team leader, owner of the company there, what uh, what he knew about wholesaling. And he's like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> That's what the bad guys do. Bad guys do the wholesaling. Which, and to be, to be fair enough, like, there's uh, been plenty of bad guys that have done bad things. So... That's what he was aware of, though. So that's that's what I knew of. So then, for the next two years, I just went pedal the metal, uh, nose the grindstone, as a real estate agent, and I think I did like fifty-two houses, mostly buyers, in my first year, and I think I did fifty the next year. And by the time I got to year two, I was like so sick and tired of driving all over the place and catering to people's emotions, and you know I probably, you know, write 20 to 30 offers, get 10 of them accepted, and that's probably being generous. I probably wrote more than that. And so it was just, like, so much work. I didn't see scalability in it. And even if I, like, wanted to scale in as, as a real estate agent, it required things I wasn't willing to do. Like, um, you know, the amount of energy that would be required to be put into a team is not proportionate to the amount of rewards that I can get back out of it or the, the long-term scalability. And if I wanted to open a brokerage, like it just starts getting messy and it's like, why would I even be interested in that? And so at that time, he had been watching some videos, I think on, on wholesaling. And yeah. so he he like was like, hey, what is this? And I had a lead that was from real estate sales. And I was like, let's just go get a contract. I was like, let's go do it. And so then we did it. like first seller that I had right there we went it was on on Rita Sill uh locked it up at 50 no it was like 38 okay 40 40 something like that that's what you guys offered 50 really yeah you guys offered 50 oh and 07 yeah you guys yes I remember that one yep yep and then I think we sold it for like 70 or something wow we ended up we were using it as an office at the time because I had a, a retail real estate team which he was on and I had two others on the team as well. And um, so then at that time, I was starting to explore wholesaling. We had one success right there. I actually, I wholesaled that one. Yeah, so that's what really, I was about to say. It's like, I don't think you guys wholesaled that one. I think you listed it. Yeah, we did. And so, in, in fact, it, it could even be considered like a, it was like a light flip because we did some paint and a couple yep. other things. So, so who, who, did anybody else make you guys an offer on that? And like actually like give you a legit offer because that's the thing that we always find with wholesaling too is that like most time you can tell who's legit and who's not by if somebody's even gonna offer you a number. Uh, did they? I don't think so. It was just all retail buyers. That yeah. Except for us, from. we yeah, gave you a number, you guys, yep. and you guys would have been profitable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we even shopped it that much. Oh. Okay. I don't. I don't think we did. Yeah. I mean, like this was we didn't. I had no idea what we were doing. I think that I got a contract. I don't know. Was it your guys' contract? Some somewhere, I got a contract. Um, it might have been from you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because uh, at that time, like Tony, I, what I knew of you guys was I just had like respect for you because I met you when I first joined uh, the retail team, and you were doing that for a little bit. And um, like I was just watching you as I was in my retail career. You guys just blowing up, and like how how much you guys are present on social media, and you have been the whole time. And so like you have like a community of people who are rooting for you which mm -hmm. i always thought was so cool um 
But Mick, he thought we were the bad guys. No, I was kidding. Yeah, you, you aren't the bad guys. I always knew that you guys aren't the bad guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, that, that was what I, I knew of you. I'd talk to Tony. We'd have, like, hour-long conversations every once in a while just about, like, various things, and you'd, like, always be helpful. And um, so then we – next deal was um, – Pendleville. Uh, yeah, and so without, like, saying too much about this because it's a can of worms that I don't want to, like, reopen, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's when we started having some uh, – a lot of fun. And you know what? That was actually also not a wholesale deal. That was I a, remember. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Was a you guys brought that one to us, too. We did. Yeah. That was a partnership uh, that we, yep. we did with uh, Fort Wayne Investor. Yep, we weren't, we weren't doing too much in Kendallville at that time. It was a mess. It was a big mess, and one that, like, um, literally until, like, six months ago was still haunting. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah, did not know that. Yeah, because the seller was, like, messaging me on, on Facebook. Like, uh, we, we had a really messy agreement with them where, like, there was uh, supposed to be a percentage of profit that, oh that my went gosh. back to the seller. And so the, the problem was is that, you know, the investor that we, you know, partnered with on that, it, it was, this was honestly my fault. I had no idea what we were doing, but the expectations that were set with how we were going to like split up these percentages, um, not clear at all. And so she, she's messaging me. And she's also uh, definitely uh, druggy, and uh, it was just a really like sad situation where it was just like it was like man, like even if we do give her money, like she's going to go like yeah, you know. <laughs> And I, I, had, I had met her, the seller's daughter, and she had, um, she's like a two-year-old with cerebral palsy, and she'd like abandoned her daughter, and like her, her kids weren't there for them, her parents were taking care of them. It was just like a holy crap. And so like right from the beginning, that's, looking back now, that's a lot of what we see in wholesale. Is yeah. Like, um, people there in deep holes that they dug themselves into. And he actually found that one on, on Facebook. Facebook, yeah. Facebook market. Yep. Really uh, and yeah, it was complicated. We had we had a lot of trips up there. We finally uh, worked something out. But I mean, this this house was in like rough, rough condition. Yeah. The, the electric company took the meter off uh, because they kept on reconnecting the power. It was in a decent neighborhood, like next to a school. Like you wouldn't expect it, uh, but there's you know a bunch of junkies living inside the house. And was it on Garden? Yeah. So close to high school. It was yeah. a newer nice. house too. It was like two yeah. thousands. Nice! Wow! Yeah. I didn't even know they built houses that yeah. new on Garden Street. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was like it was not bad at all. It was wow. not bad at all. But yeah, so that was that was messy. So that was my second example of a wholesale deal, and we didn't get paid for probably six to eight months. Or six to eight like months. That. Yeah, I think it was yeah. more than six because we got it in like around September. Yeah. Got wow. paid like around March. It, yeah, it took a while, however long it was. Yeah. But that was like another promising. Okay, there's something here. Yep. Because it's not right now money, but it's later money. But nonetheless, we just took an extremely complicated situation, and uh, we we came up with, with a solution for it. So then I think the next one would have been Chadsburg that I sold to you guys. Nice. So that's crazy. I was like thinking, I was like, should I bring my laptop in here? I was like, I could just go. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember all of them, you know. But um, then I was like, all right, well, that last year was like it was so hard. It was. I, I had so many times where I wanted to get out of the business because it was just, it, it started to be reminiscent of being in the retail business where I felt like I was spinning my wheels. You know, the amount of energy that I was putting forward was not giving me a proportional return. And so, um, 
I was like, well, why would I continue to do this? And it, a lot of it was because the results that I was was getting that I were getting was getting was was unpredictable because I wasn't tracking. I wasn't tracking. I was doing random things and getting random results. Mm-hmm. And now it happened to be consistent because I was consistently doing random things and and um, and therefore getting the results. So I was doing you know two deals a month, um, but I was paying way too much for my cold callers, which I was using at the time. Um, I was just trying any list that I could think of. But in retrospect, I just, like, I felt anxiety all the time because I was like, I am spending money and I don't know if it's working. And that went on for, like, a year. Wow. And so I'd have so many of these times because wh- what was happening then is I, I, the two deals, they were, they were bigger deals, so they were probably, you know, like, I think, I think the average was, like, $15,000 assignments. And so, like, if one falls through, that's a big deal because that's all, like, the revenue for the month. And my operating expenses were probably at, like, 10, which is just ridiculous for, for like, operating expenses at, at, at 10000 when I'm bringing in maybe, like, $30,000 a month, and that's not consistent. So, like, realistically, it's probably between twenty five and dollars mm-hmm. uh, So that, I just felt so stressed all the time, and I was like, is this what this is? Um, but what ended up changing... They skip way down the road. I learned all those lessons, which every single horrible, scary moment was actually a blessing. Because the way I look at this is, I'm, I'm not learning about real estate. Like this is business. Mm-hmm. Like any, the principles that that I take away here, that any of us take away from any lesson that we learn here, can be applied in any industry. And it's not just in business; it's in life too. Like as we learn leadership skills, it's going to help me with when I raise my kids one day. Like it's turtles all the way down. Like everything's connected. So. Um, I found a great buyer though. And I started from the end and I worked backwards. And so here we are now um, without getting to the nitty gritty, blessed to be given the opportunity to be in an office with you guys. Like the synergy that we're able to experience from that has been amazing. So, mm-hmm. uh, and we're in a really interesting time in the world right now where it's an interesting time for us to be popping off. So <laughs> it is. I was gonna say, uh, we'll go back to one thing for the viewers out there, uh, don't offer sellers a percentage of the profit. Don't do not do that. Yeah. It's like borderline illegal. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? yeah. Isn't it called like a, a novation agreement? No, it just, yeah, it just oh, depends Oh, yeah, I guess on if you have a novation de- agreement, then that changes things a little bit. Well, not just that, but <laughs> also if they're in a foreclosure, I mean, you can offer them whatever. You just have to make sure that uh, they're paying taxes on it, essentially, or like, you know, it's, it's only a legal if they're in foreclosure and you're giving them on the side underneath the table and stuff, it's only illegal if they have a payoff and you're undercutting them to do that and then pay them outside of closing is basically when it's illegal. That's mortgage fraud. It's still illegal on the back end without a novation agreement or without some other type of agreement. And then just to make sure, like if you ever bring on a private money lender, but they're not technically going to be a private money lender, they're going to get a percentage of your profits. You want to make sure that you form a company and then, just want to make it very clear. Write that this out. was actually 11 years ago that this happened. Yeah. So it does get better, which is something that Seth was saying. Like, oh, as yes. time goes by, you do get better. We saw our average wholesale go from 6000 to 12000 to 18000 uh, I don't even know what our average wholesale is this year. But um, also gets more predictable, like Seth was saying, with 
KPIs, tracking your numbers, uh, being more consistent with your um, CRM and that sort of thing. And then he talked a little bit about things that wholesalers get wrong, which I know is something Dakota probably wants to touch touch on. One thing is not putting deals under contract for a low enough amount. It's probably the biggest one that we see when per- people are first getting started in wholesaling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It still <laughs> bothers me that that freaking mic's right there. Can you move it over? <laughs> okay, there we go. Now we can see Louis or Sethi uh, clearly. Actually, what I want to talk about more is uh, um, like how you guys like got together because obviously you had like a whole sister thing. You talked about like you were in retail. How did you guys actually like, all right, hey, can you help me get some deals or whatever? Like, how did you guys like do that first one? Cause I know I didn't like get a very clear picture. You tell us the story, Louis. Yeah. Seth talked a lot. Yeah, so <laughs> basically I was an electrician and I was listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, Max Maxwell, P. Smorby, Brent Daniels. Um, I even read Rich Had Poor Dad, like, a few chapters and like a few chapters that's why that's why he's wholesaling yeah. instead of uh holding a rental now because <laughs> exactly. he only read the first couple chapters like oh real estate done yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and i was in a position where i knew i wasn't gonna grow much and i was like looking in my environment and i was like is this what i want to do and it, no it's not so i um was flipping, flipping cars and i wanted to do something else and flipping wholesaling houses was uh, the next step that was your environment was uh flipping cars no, that was not my environment. That's just what I, I guess I was around friends that like cars. So I like cars too. And so I was like, okay, I can make money from doing this. What were you doing? Um, I was an electrician. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, cars yeah. on the side. And then I was like, I just want to get a, a side hustle. But then, um, I don't know, one day he kind of influenced me because I knew he was doing well. I asked him like, hey, man, you know about wholesaling? This and that. Um, but, well, uh, what convinced you to get your real estate license? I was very unsuccessful at wholesaling because I had no sales experience, no real estate experience whatsoever. And so I kind of like, I don't know how you did that. I didn't even, I didn't, I forgot you even had your license. I I somehow ended up helping Seth with retail. I got my license and that really helped jumpstart me to where I'm at now. Um, Yeah, you were showing houses for me. Yeah, I was showing houses. Probably like six months or something. Wow. Speaking with buyers, I was a very shy, very... I found that my skills were very translatable. Yeah. Extremely, like it, it was an easy transition. The business side of things, no, that's been a yeah. learning part, but talking with people, it's the same thing. I'm selling a different thing though. Yep. So I say, uh, yeah, that's exactly how I felt with like car sales in general. Is like, it was the same exact thing. It was like, uh, instead of selling though, now we're buying, right. but it felt very similar. That's like, a better thing to sell. Yeah. Like, yeah, Can like, I give hey, you money, yeah, please? we're trying to give you yeah. money, dude. I, I sometimes <laughs> tell people that I'm like, we're trying to give you money here, yeah. and you're saying no. Like, come on, <laughs> take my money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it is different, but uh, it's very similar. So right. yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, sales is everything. So mm-hmm. it was the like invaluable, like the, the being able to pick up on on tone. Yeah, because I I think that um, they're both there's a lot of emotion involved in both, but I would say. You know, I, I work with a lot of like landlords and stuff and it, there's always emotion, but it's a little bit less when you're working in the hottest market in the United States history and you're in like a growing market like we are. And I'm working with mostly first time home buyers competing with everyone else on the same houses. It's so stressful. And it, what would happen is if they didn't get the house, like it was my fault. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was always like everything, anything that went wrong, my fault. 
And so it's just ex- expectation is like I'm available starting at like 6 a.m. So like answer your freaking phone. Mm-hmm. And if it's 10 p.m. and we see a house that comes on the market that's perfect, like we need to take action on it now. Mm-hmm. And so I'd have people that I'd work with for like, I don't know, four months. And like we look at houses all the time, but then I just missed my phone that one time. And they went and bought it with somebody else. Yep. So I didn't get paid. Yep. So I was like, I don't have enough control here. And so then the next thing was to explore listings. Um, But that's when the wholesaling came in. And I was, you know, because I was exploring listings and I was actually doing lead gen. I had worked with virtual assistants already in the retail space. And so I was blessed to have like the skills already there. And and then also with text blasting, uh, voicemail drops, uh, cold calling, I experienced on all of it. And so it was just like, oh, okay, I'm going to do the same things now, but for something else. And so it was just, it was cake. Wow. Dude, I remember you should made, made me think of uh, the times I first met both of you guys. So I remember uh, uh, meeting both of you guys. So first I met Seth. I think I met you before I met Luis. Hyundai, yeah. Yeah, Hyundai. Wow. And uh, you were looking for a Toyota Prius. You came in there, you're like, yeah, man, I want a Prius. And then uh, I think you were doing, you were working with Mick yeah. at the time. And then I think you just got your real estate license and uh, I was just like, all right, this guy's like uh, very young. I think you were just out of high school, I feel like. I think I was probably 19 at that time. Yeah. I like sold, I had like one month where I sold a few houses and I had like money for the first time ever. And I was like, yep. all right, it's time to go spend it. Yep. <laughs> like, let's go get cars. <laughs> yep. But dude, that was the first time I met you. And I was like, dude, he seems like uh, kind of shy, actually, like for uh, for being a salesperson. Like, yeah, I didn't think you were like really outgoing or anything, but like, obviously you knew how to talk and stuff, but you're like very specific. Like, I know, I, I know what I want. I'm like, cool. And I know we don't have it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Cause I've thought about that a lot. Cause it's like an identity crisis I've had where I, I totally am shy. Like I am introverted. I don't like being around people. It exhausts me. It is not my natural environment, but I can do it. And mm-hmm. so like I raised rise to the occasion. And so that was one of the challenges I had last year is that if I'm not doing things constantly that refuels me, that makes me feel like I have a massive purpose and like I'm riding that wave, then I'll just crash and burn. And so, cause especially, you know, it, I have done, I don't anymore. Thankfully I've got help, but I do pretty much every aspect of the business. So like when it comes to the books, when it comes to the marketing, when it comes to the acquisition, when it comes to the disposition, and so, like, I'm playing all these roles, and it involves talking to so many people and maintaining so many relationships. Mm-hmm. I it burned out. And I was like, I hate everyone. And I don't, of course, but, like, I hate talking to them. So I just yep. short fuse for that. But that's interesting, though, because there's different people that, like, there's some people that, you know, like, I don't know about you, but, like, let's say we're using, like, Brandon as an example. Yeah. Like, that dude, I couldn't get him to sit down for like three hours if I needed to, like he's talking to somebody. So there's people that feed off of it. And I don't know, I I don't think you do. I I don't know, (laughs) but maybe sometimes. I do, I do all right. Usually like for the first few hours, I mean, the first day, I mean, when we're at future flipper events, like when we're at the mastermind and stuff for like the first day and a half, I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then like the last day I'm like, dude, I could have just went without the third day honestly right. <laughs> like yeah. after two days straight and just like talking loudly over music drinking and like Ready to go. networking with other people it's like holy crap i think it's time to like get some sleep or something but dakota can stay out all night i mean i like 
I definitely like talking to people, but it just depends on what we're talking about. Um, it's interesting because a lot of people think that I only like to talk about money. And uh, I'm like, nah, I really don't even like, we don't even talk about money a lot. I do like numbers. And I think it's kind of fun, but I really like to talk about growth and where you're going, like the future. And I think that people- yeah, I've never uh, gotten that. Yeah. See, that's interesting you say that because other people probably hear money and I and I hear the growth part. Yeah. Because I, I don't ever hear you talking about money. I hear you talking about business challenges. Yeah. But it's like, it's what excites you. It's a, Right. Yeah. yeah, for me, it's usually, yeah. I, I really do like talking about business and it doesn't have to do with money. It could be any business too. It doesn't have to be real estate either, but. Yeah, you're not worshiping money. You're just like having yeah. fun with the. It is fun. Yeah. It's just like building and then going to the next level. But uh, yeah. So it is interesting, but I do like to talk to people. So now we got to talk about the first time I met Luisi. Luiski. Did you ever go to the RIA groups, Seth? One or two. Okay. And then COVID happened. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I met Luis. And then so it was like, uh, I think we were just talking about the other day, three years ago, I believe. So we're just sitting there. And then uh, I think we've done like, I don't know, maybe 15 wholesales at the time or something. Like we haven't done a whole lot. And then Luis was just like, um, came up to me right at the end. He's like, yeah, man, uh, I think I'm going to leave my job and uh, I'm just going to do wholesaling. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, man. Uh, how much sales experience do you have? And he's like, oh, no, I don't I don't have any. Like, okay, okay, cool. No problem, man. And then um, I think like immediately after that, Dakota was like, did you see me talking to that guy? I think his name is Luis. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, dude's going to quit his job and go into wholesaling. <laughs> yeah, well, then my next question was, uh, well, how much, uh, how much do you know about real estate? He's like, oh, no, I don't know anything about real estate. I'm like... How how did you even end up here? And I was just like, all right, cool, man. Like I didn't know even know what to say to you. Do you remember what 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 did I even say to you? I don't know. I don't remember honestly. Do you remember having? Do you remember I having remember the conversation? Having, yeah, you were talking to someone about a rental property, their first rental investment, and I kind of like interrupted him. I was like, did you really want to talk, talk to Dakota? <laughs> for the night ends, you know, I see him on social media, on Facebook, and I know he's doing pretty good stuff. And uh, I was like, man, I gotta interrupt him. Sorry, buddy. And I was like, listen, man, I'm going to quit my job. I have no sales experience. You asked me. I was like, yeah, I don't. And I'm just going to figure it out. And, yeah. Dude, talk about talk about the uh, the early times and uh, your struggles or, like, your experiences. Like, whenever you first started, like, mm -hmm. talk about how that all played out. I was – I would say I was pretty good at taking action, setting appointments, um, calling people, giving offers. I was not good at was uh, negotiating. I think I struggled with that. Sending out contracts too was a struggle for me. One of the most simple tasks. I couldn't even use a PDF filler. I could use Adobe. I sent out my first contract, and there was like a, a void, uh, void contract on the uh, on the agreement. Oh my god! I still gosh. sent it out. I was like, man, I don't know how to do this, and, and I'm paying for this for every copy that I send. I don't know what I was doing, but I was paying for every copy that I sent, and. <laughs> it was so dumb. You know, I think you've struggled pretty elegantly, though. Yeah. Like, cause I've never, I've never seen you like actually upset or like worried in in like a like the sky's falling kind of way. Yeah. Like, you're always like, I'm gonna figure this out. Yeah, I'm pretty optimistic. You're not really worried about it. You're yeah. like, we'll I'm get it. it out. We'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's the <laughs> funny thing, and that's what I always tell uh, anybody that works for us is like, look, if you mess stuff up. It's gonna happen, it yeah. is what it is. Like the main thing here, if you're gonna be in this office and you work for us, is I want you to, one, obviously, like you gotta show up and you gotta yeah. be here. 
Uh, but the main thing is to be positive and willing. That is like 95% of it. If you're positive and willing, guess what? I want you around. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing. We will find something for you to do. Yeah. Whether that's you going and taking photos of a house or whether you're freaking sweeping this office every day. Yeah. Like if you're positive and like optimistic, that's the kind of people we want. Because if you're negative, even if you're a freaking closer and stuff, if you're yeah. just like draining mm -hmm. energy, mm -hmm. I don't like the reason that's we got so into true. this business is to like be around who we want to be around. Sure. So that's like, that's uh that's a gift. I love that you said that because I've been thinking about something like that lately because I've got people that are, you know, that are helping us lately and I'm trying to make sure that they're in the right position. And that was so simple, but uh, that's exactly it. Because it's just that synergy. It's that energy of, of belief too. Like everyone in this building knows we can do absolutely anything we want and not yep. in like a cheesy way like we, right. we know we can do anything that we want to because we're gonna go do the work to get it it's yep. not like a, i'm gonna i'm gonna write in my journal 30 times and i'm gonna manifest it it's like uh right. i want to achieve this because this and this is how i'm gonna do it and then we go and do it like um, and sometimes it's messy but like it's, it's really fun like yep. the amount of growth that everyone has here is just is freaking amazing it is crazy yeah. and being and being around it like shows you more as possible and then gets everybody else all hyped oh, up sure. and freaking competition yeah it's good competition. friendly competition you, every time i hear that bell ring i'm like let me get on the phone <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. it's exciting though because i don't i don't know like what what is it like i've never talked to you guys before we were over here it's probably a lot quieter Probably oh. get stuff done. Uh. It was, it was good. Yeah, it was <laughs> good. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. back in the day. No. Uh, well, we it, only had that section, so it didn't feel as big. Yeah, no, it did feel tiny, but it felt uh, very manageable. And now it feels like chaos, and uh, just feels like there's a lot of stuff going on all the time. Sure. And then, uh, the only the only negative that I would say is like the amount well not the only negative one of the negatives would be uh just like the amount of stuff that we're doing now it's like can't get it all organized but it's a good thing because we're doing so many different things now that's like holy crap i can't put this i can't get this to feel organized and feel straight because we're just doing deals all the time now so you guys have brought us a lot of deals and i know it's made us a lot of money and hopefully we've made you guys a lot of money so i know it's been good but man it's worth it it's an opportunity to, to grow right there like that's, oh yeah that's the kind of problem we want right yeah no question <laughs> i mean that's what we always talk about it's like too much on my plate yeah you create chaos and then you figure out how to organize that and then that expands you and then now you're able to go do it again there's this book called the third door if you've ever heard of it it's it's the idea of it is that there's three ways to get into a nightclub you can stand in line at the front you can be vip or you can sneak in through the back window mm. and that's the third door and so in the this book he interviewed all these very successful people and that's the common theme that he found he was like what do they all have in common they forced their way into success uh and one of the quotes inside of the book is um i'm gonna bite off more than i can chew and figure out how to chew later mm. and and like that's to a point because last year right. i just threw stuff at the wall and was seeing what was sticking but then i wasn't like going back to actually look if it was sticking but if like I like bite off more than I can chew and then keep track of everything, then I can be like, okay, this is how I do it. And then move forward yep. and then like, you know, just like sleep ahead so much. Yep. 
Yeah, it gets overwhelming though. That's what I was gonna say. Is finding that I balance. You know that. Yeah, finding <laughs> that balance is very difficult because then like uh, you basically have to say no to making money. You're saying no. Right. Like I mean, you just talked about an opportunity today. Like, hey, let's buy this property in South Bend. Guess what? It'll probably make money, but the stress that I'm gonna incur is not worth right. any amount of money to make because we have so much other stuff going on. So that's what we have to like learn now. It's it's easier in my opinion as a wholesaler. Just because, like, okay, dude, oh, everything. Yeah, everything's money. Just freaking get it done, and well, it's not that much. Louise asked me, he's like, hey, let's do a flip. And I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. Like, one thing. In fact, I, was, I met with Jimmy today, and like, we were talking about that. Like, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. I told him that the book by Gary Keller called The One Thing. Yep. Like, I didn't read it, but I read the quote inside the front cover, and it said, <laughs> if you chase two rabbits at once, you're going to catch neither one of them. And I was like, okay, I get the idea. I don't need to read the book. I get it. Because uh, yep. that's, like, so true. And so. Like I was talking with, we were talking uh, about how it's like pick one thing, go really deep on it, get good at it, master it, and then and then go wider. It's like okay, now yeah. at the very least, I've got this one thing that we're really freaking good at. Yeah. Um, but my my challenge has been like right now, and I'm I don't have the solution to this yet. Is uh, you know we we've scaled very quickly uh, at Middle America Homes. Like we've got Louise and Nick now in acquisitions. We've got Brennan handling our marketing. We've got our, our cold callers, and those aren't the the difficult part. Is we have uh, we have George, or, uh, Jonathan rather um, doing transaction coordination, and so um, it's like keeping everyone happy and making sure we're also hungry, and so like making sure everybody has like enough food to eat, and like mm-hmm. making sure everybody's in the right position, and and then also trying to track everything KPIs. I'm still learning, and my my coach actually uh, told me to not do as many deals as we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, just like you said, like saying no to money. And it, for me, this is like really difficult call because it's like I have a wholesale transaction that should take a very minimal amount of energy, especially compared to a flip. You know, we don't have to worry about utilities right. and insurance and and uh, like the liability of actually owning the property. But yet he still has suggested to me that know slow down to speed up like yeah uh you know get my wits about me and then and then really speed up i haven't really been listening <laughs> yeah i've been trying to i've been trying to but uh like just working on the the kpis and everything have you guys experienced anything like that in in your business where like you maybe you went faster than you thought you should and then you figured it all out are you letting deals fall through the cracks because you don't have good systems in place We've been there before and we've tried several different CRMs and Ari Simply has been the best. Ari Simply tracks your KPIs, does automatic follow-ups for you, and even records your incoming phone calls. The system is simple to use and has more features than we even know what to do with. If you're looking for a great CRM, try Ari Simply today. We put the link in the description. Check it out now. Yeah, we're still going faster than we probably should. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's, yeah that's exactly what I mean. We've always been that way. And I'm like, it's basically getting to a point now where it actually scares me before it wasn't that scary. You know, we're talking uh, if everything exploded, we're talking, you know, half a million max. Now we're in the point where we're talking a couple million, like if things go sideways and like, you know, it's not easy things to figure out. It's like if if everything goes sideways now we're in a position where there's not very many people that could help us if it did so i want to be put in a position where basically what we've done is pushed all of our chips in 
every single time and just doubled and doubled and doubled and doubled. And if you look at what we did this year, we're in uh, May right now. We've already done, like right now, this time of the year, we've now done as many deals as we did all of last year. So we're basically just doubling again every single time. But the problem is when you double, obviously you're, you're gambling with a lot bigger stakes which isn't to say that we can't handle it because we have obviously hired people and put people in positions, but, and nothing's fell through the cracks. That's the interesting thing is that nothing is like slipped or messed up or, oh man, we lost money here because we didn't have enough time or things. Nothing like that's happened, but I can tell you that I'm here until, I mean, you see it like seven, eight o'clock every single night trying to make sure I feel like I can't leave. Um, so uh, nothing's fallen yet, but I would say that it's taking a lot of my stress and uh, energy and, I mean, and what are we doing all this for if, you know, yeah. you, you stay here from 8 to 8 and then it blows up? Yeah. I mean, you, you'd go do it again, no doubt, but yeah, uh, and you'd learn a lot, I'm sure. Well, the the opposite of that, too, you were talking about hiring other people. And then I think 10X, at 10X GrowthCon, they were talking about companies and how many employees they have and the likelihood that they're going to go under. So the companies that had 13 or more employees stuck around longer. And so then we look at uh, what we learned from our Arate mastermind. One thing that Ed Milet said was, you guys think that business is about management? I'm here to tell you it's not. You guys think it's about sales? I'm here to tell you that it's not. You think it's about marketing? I'm here to tell you that it's not. It's about scaling. And so he said, in order to fit other people's visions inside of yours, you have to have a dream or a thing that you're reaching towards. It's so big yeah. that they can see themselves working for you forever. Like that's how you keep employees yeah. over a long period of time. So then you have to take both of those ideas like, hey, don't grow too, too fast to the point where you sink the business, but also like grow fast enough to, you know, like the no, yeah. 20 somethings that are super impatient, like. Are like, dude, we're freaking blowing up. Like, this is great. I'm so glad I'm part of this. Yeah, literally everything you just said. That <laughs> yes, because that's that's the thing. When my coach tells me to kind of go slow, I'm just looking at it like, but like I've got all these really talented guys. I want to blow their minds because that's one of the things too that shifted me, shifted for me. You know, uh, one of my mentors, Colton Lindsay, says 80% psychological, right? 80% of everything is just like what we believe, right? And then the other 20% is our skills and what we can do. And honestly, if our mindset can go get us those skills. But um, so what changed for me, though, is the to be able to see the people that I'm able to impact just within my organization, like my virtual assistants, for example, um, like I'll start there. I pay them a lot. Like they're wealthy over there from my understanding of the currency exchange. I pay them like uh, I pay them 10% of, of uh, all gross assignments so wow well so not gross. like we have a transaction fee but essentially sure. it's, it's like almost that's a lot gross. it's a lot they make thousands that's what that's what andrew makes yes that's crazy rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're doing well so i they're doing very well but the, what that has like it makes me so happy the amount of gratitude that i get from them and when they go above and beyond and it just is like that's what i like and here's the thing like I'll, i might look back on this and like say it like it was probably a dumb decision and like i think there's probably like cody barton if if cody knew i was doing this he'd probably be like why are you doing that but uh it it like i love it like i love to be able to do it and i can uh and to be able to see like louise make a ton of money and know that like i help play a part in that and be able to see like nick make money and brandon make money and jonathan and everybody sees these futures and believing in themselves and what what this turns into is as we all overcome these challenges together like we now 
like they have that in their rolodex now like mm -hmm. we, they've overcome that challenge and then hopefully one day in the future everyone will be able to go do the same thing for somebody else and uh like that's how we that like that's the butterfly effect is mm -hmm. if we create this little bubble of goodness and like heaven and purpose around us and we spread it to other people then they go spread it to other people and like that's how we change the world and like it seems uh like super small but that's why i want to be rich yeah because i can make that bubble bigger mm -hmm. and that's the world i want to live in like it is selfish like i want to live in, in an awesome world like a heavenly world where we all want to you know love each other and that's what money can do so sounds like a hippie now i Except am for the money part yeah. <laughs> capitalist, capitalist hippie all right so now i want to talk about like we've obviously talked about vision and future and stuff uh luis where do you see yourself in the future where do i see myself definitely flipping properties with sub flipping he's like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be flipping, flipping. Properties, man. okay um and then i had holding rentals too you want rentals yeah oh you I want rentals too something. seth um i'm actually like torn because when i when i buy property now it's like i just want an asset that's going to appreciate and i want to not pay taxes okay like, those are my two things i don't want to manage them um so i've i don't know like i'm still i will have more like no doubt but like am i gonna have a hundred i don't know or, or like would i just somehow shoot towards like a commercial or like oh yeah uh, or larger residential like i i really was opposed to commercial for a long time and then i like have been thinking about it a lot more and i'm like that looks pretty sweet because if you get the right tenant in there then yeah. like i mean you get the right tenant in there and the only way that they're disappearing is if the whole global economy blows up and we'll see that in a couple of months but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but yeah so no i'll have more nice have more why, do, why do you want uh rentals luis it's just uh the next step I guess next step yeah you want to be contributing investors uh, code is uh <laughs> definition you have to have 10 rental properties to be an investor so <laughs> uh, i think it's i think it's you need 10 rental properties to be considered a housing provider mm. at which point you are subject to the laws of fair housing which makes things more complicated for you which is about the time that you're like, hey, this is getting overwhelming anyways, let's just hand oh, it over to property management. So is that when the rules to where like, if I if I do one thing to a tenant, it has to be- I'll Google it right now and then I'll get you an answer. Okay, so we're spreading <laughs> false information here. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, mine was just, uh, just a number. I've that way now. Like that's what I, like, I am only, I only have two rentals right now. At one point, I think I had three at one time because I live in a duplex and I was renting out the other portion of it, which yep. was great at first and I didn't like it afterwards. Uh, but even my, I have fantastic tenants. All of them have been fantastic. I still hate doing it. Like, wow. I hate it in uh, yeah, that little. And like, so I appreciate what you guys have done. It's, it's incredible. So uh, I already want to be done with it, so. Yeah, my my ten was just uh, just a number because I was thinking I was like, dude, if you own less than ten rentals and you call yourself an investor, to me I'm just like, I don't know. You don't need to manage it though, right? So like, no. Was that a huge shift for you guys when you stopped managing them? Oh yeah. Was that like, was there a mental thing too? Like, oh, absolutely. Dude, the mental thing is the whole reason we did it 
was because the mental strain was ridiculous. Did you think you had to though? Like, do you think it was? Did you think it was worth the? Oh like, yeah. Not paying the fees beforehand. You're yeah. like, oh, we're 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 saving money. Like we're yeah. saving. But then you realize that you're actually making money. Correct. Yeah. See, that's what I wanted. You're like, I'll buy more properties. I'll have somebody else deal with it. Yep. Well, it was nice. It was nice learning it, figuring out like, like how it goes like okay like tony did all the screening like uh getting the people over there meeting right. them like doing all of that stuff then we like we we saw the property management like getting the people to go over there to fix stuff like we saw everything firsthand and then it helped us to pick a great property management company because yeah. then like we already knew who was going to handle stuff and we've had some experience with different property management companies and dude we found uh like the best one and so now they manage our properties and yeah i'm it's really a, thankful for you guys doing that too so i can just like copy and just yeah. watch what you did so yeah it's way <laughs> easier I, I did like everything that i did with my initial tenants i had conversations with tony and he answered all of my questions and that's the reason why i've had such good luck is because i've done everything you told me to yeah like, it's it's not luck i guess right we actually are buying we're we're potentially in three weeks gonna buy a package of six in south bend seller financing we're partnering yeah on those oh yeah. You guys, yeah. I don't nice. know. He says he doesn't want to buy anything, man. I'll just bring him a yeah. door. <laughs> well, if it's seller fine now. <laughs> All right, let's get the camera off, Luis. <laughs> now, if it's seller finance, I'd be interested, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, yeah. wait. He'd be interested in free money. Yeah, I'd be interested. Oh I'd be interested. But dude, again, it's not about it's not about the money. It's the mental strain for me. So like uh like there's money, but like I mean we're talking about if it's split, let's just say three ways, then yeah. we're talking thirty-three percent. And if it takes any of my strain, then is that worth it? And we gotta uh, look at uh, we don't have any property manager lined up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. so then I'm like, uh, do I wanna be a part of that? I don't we'll know. Figure it out. Well, and that's the but thing. But we see with the optimism. I don't even know if that's something that I'd want to end up holding. So I, I think no doubt we'll buy it because it's a great opportunity. How long do we keep it? I don't know. And, and yep. are we going to keep all of them? More than likely not. We'll probably sell some of them. Right. And like make sure, like, because free houses and make some money. Okay. Yep. So, Luisi, you got flipping, you got rentals. What's What What else, man? What else? What else are you thinking? Um, Scaling this baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how many um, deals? How many deals do you think that you bring in, and then how many deals is like are you trying to do? And do you have any? Have you thought about that at all? Honestly, I don't even track that. You don't. You don't. don't Seth's tracking it. That's his job. How many? Yeah. How many does he do? Uh, six last month, I believe. Yeah, he's trending upwards like yeah. significantly. Wow. I, I, I want to say that we've got so we had sixteen offers accepted last month, and. We closed 10 contracts. Um, three, two of the properties, we ended up restructuring, and we're going to include it in the package of six or seven. Actually, it's seven, isn't it? So yeah. it's seven properties. So we're going to restructure in that, and it was actually the seller's idea to offer to, to do seller financing. I think he had a great experience with us on previous deals that we did, so he was, he was up for it. Um, so how many contracts you, I don't know how many contracts you got. You got more than six though. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dude, he's a murderer. Like that's, that's the thing. Like if there's anything that he can do is like, he's really good at talking to people. And it's cause he's a good dude too. Yeah. Like you're, you're like. I enjoy learning like about different personality styles and. You're genuinely a good guy yeah. though. Like you're genuinely a really good guy and you're not gonna screw anybody over. Thanks, and yeah. yeah, that's so important too. Yeah. Like actually wanting the best for the people. Yeah, well, I, I mean, uh, like, people uh, around. Like, uh, oh, sure. Like, 
do do the people in my organization have values that align with mine? Because mm-hmm. if I was, uh, you know, insanely, if I had all the money in the world and, you know. Uh, then you'd I, be a wealthy yeah, girl. I, I don't want to gain the whole world and lose my soul as a Christian song. Like, yeah. I have no, I'd have no desire. Like, like money is not anything. Yeah. Like, it is, money is not the point. It is not. Mm-hmm. So in the immediate future, Luis needs to get his Nissan GTR tuned. He just got oh, yeah. a brand new yeah. Nissan GTR. It's like burnt orange. I took it out. It's pretty dang quick. It's just starting to cut off around the 5,000, 5,500 RPM mark. So yeah. I'll say it goals for get... him. Like, I, I would anticipate that he's probably going to be around like 8 to 10, like between 8 and 10 yeah. within the next no He should have 8 to 10 this month. Wow. Yeah. Just with Elton's properties. Well, yeah. 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 But we're not going to include those. Those don't count. Those are extra. We're talking about wholesale. It's just bonus. Yeah. You got to keep it going. Um, yeah, for sure. So, 8 to 10. So flips, rentals, scaling this bad boy. I really would love for us to get a bigger office because I really love working with you guys and I feel like you guys do enjoy it. Do. Mm-hmm. But um, we could both grow our companies bigger, you know, rent this out to someone else or something. Dude, do you know how much all this padding and stuff costs? <laughs> well, dude, I'll. Uh, I'll get is, you, I've been I'll buying like one section. Yes. It'll, make, it'll make up for it, the amount of deals I bring you guys. That's so. what he says every time. He's like, all right, we'll just bring you deals and you can buy a 350Z. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that works. Yeah. I'll bring you three deals and I can have free ghost drinks for the rest of the month. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. I forgot. <laughs> we we uh, we made that deal that uh, we'll buy the energy drinks as long as you bring us a minimum of three deals a month because we're making up <laughs> money. That margin makes a little bit more sense than the car or the building. Yeah. Okay, you got to bring him 300 deals, uh, and then he'll go buy a Z. Exactly. A GTR. If I bring you 300, you'll buy a GTR. 300 deals, uh, I'll consider a 350Z. $50 profit. <laughs> yeah. $50 net revenue. We would never even, yeah, we'd never even do that. We'd be we, so scared. We've looked at potential, like, places to host events and whatnot because we'd like to get our own Real Estate Investors Association going. And uh, we so we've been looking at places. There's one place that's super cool, but it's just like, man, I don't know if this right now, this exact time is the right time to buy a building to hold, hold events and that sort of thing. And then I look at uh, Union 12 and MBN. And I'm like, man, maybe we should build one. But then that's stupid expensive too. I mean, the financing would be better, but it's still incredibly expensive to start something from nothing. So we have some serious like we I, after we're done here, we really need to talk like there are some contacts that I 100% believe if you got on the phone with them, you had you would have access to uh, new funds like and new opportunities. You need to speak with them like I, I Mil- millions and millions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I, I just think you guys would, you know, you'd vibe because like, here's the thing when like when I talk to you guys, you guys are doers like so you mean what you say. And you know what you're talking about. And so anybody who uh, hears you is going to pick the same thing up if they know what they're looking at, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and you're also so freaking conservative. Like, that was the worst thing when I was bringing you deals last year. <laughs> I sold them a deal for like a $1,000 assignment. And I was like, cost me more to get the deal. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, I'm, I've got a good deal. I'm going to bring it. To, it wasn't that great. But uh, I'm going to bring it to them. And I could have sold it to someone else for more, though, for sure. 
but you guys are conservative, and that's why you're going to be successful. Did so you guys make like yeah. eight thousand dollars or something on that? Eight, yeah, eight. Yeah. But guys, like, <laughs> I don't think you understand the risk whenever you close on them. Like, uh, I mean, we've no, lost. I was in a flood zone. Like, yeah, yeah, I was in a flood zone. So like, turd. yeah, what we look at is like we look at the risk that we're taking, and is the the reward worth the risk? And like. Yeah. On that one, I mean, it wasn't a huge risk because obviously, worst case scenario, we pull a mortgage on it, we get it as a rental. But like even now, when we look at the way that the banks are like being very conservative, like they're starting to pull back. So now it's like we don't have much of a backup plan anymore. Like just pull a mortgage on it, we basically have to line up more private money who would lend us at a lower rate or something. So uh, yeah, we're we are pretty conservative, I would say. But that's good. Yeah, we don't like to lose money. You're you're educated. Yeah, you're logical. You make intelligent decisions. Yeah, we try. Well, another thing too is uh, so I wanted to go into rentals just a little bit. Uh, I I don't know. I just it, I saw this on Instagram and it supports my opinion, so I'm gonna say it. It was like the average American home by the year 2050, if inflation continues at the rate that it is, it's 1.3 million. And so maybe here in the Midwest, it's half a million dollars. But if you buy something now interest rates are going up but like we still had property at six percent and somebody else pays it down it's like in 30 years that's a million dollars a house so you know half a million dollars a house here in the midwest it's like you own 10 houses you're still going to be you're going to have access to five million dollars which and is pretty buy cool you two loaves of bread yeah <laughs> <laughs> only two disease yeah <laughs> That is one way to uh, to look at it. And pay less in taxes. Yeah, the taxes is the big thing. So that's really why we hold rentals is like you said, you want to be able to make some money and then have a way to shelter your income because obviously whenever you're wholesaling, flipping, we talked about it's all short-term capital gains. You're getting richer. It just doesn't feel like it because people, other people are paying your debt down. Yep. When you just make sure you have your spreadsheet, right? You got your spreadsheet managing your net worth. And it's so exciting every time. I can't imagine for you guys, like, you know, I have very few properties. You have quite a few properties. So it's like just rapidly, like each one of those payments, like adding on to the equity each month, right? Like, yeah. Well, we're so conservative. Like, we just kind of leave all the numbers where they're at and then adjust like, them later. Yeah. Broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I did just change them to about five to 10,000 below what I think they're actually worth. But I did change them because before I just kept them all for the, uh, the appraised value. From three and, years ago? Yeah, from three years ago. So I kept everything as the appraised, and it was like, man, we know for sure that these are worth, like, double. So I just kind of adjust them. But I do like to be very conservative. And then uh, the main thing is, like, if you don't feel like you actually have very much money, like, obviously you work a little bit harder. So mm. I kind of, like, manipulate myself. You know, it's kind of like spreading out your money in different bank accounts. Like, it's better to spread it out than it is to have it all in one because then you feel like you have less money, so then you feel like you got to work a little bit harder, and, like, you're kind of tricking your own brain. Whenever you see like uh, a bunch of money in the bank you feel like oh man we're gonna be good i can oh, just yeah. chill out like that's just a human instinct and so uh um we don't really do that we don't got any money in uh one of the bank accounts so we just stay broke that's what grant cardone says stay broke with investments not no, not gtrs, not GTRs <laughs> that's what i'm trying to explain to him oh, he knows. He just didn't read that part of Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, you need to read Rich Dad Poor Dad, bro. <laughs> you get through that book. I'm just, I'm extremely, the thing I'm extremely excited about is uh, real estate for me is, is just like a leap pad. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm so excited to get into other aspects of business because um, 
I guess, I don't know. It's never been like a thing that, real estate's interesting. It's amazing. The people, like I'm sure you guys can attest, is there an industry that's like, has so many amazing people in it that you can think of? Is there one? I don't, I don't know. know. Dakota's been on the phone with a lot of realtors lately, so buyers, realtors. Look, <laughs> we're talking. We're not talking about. We're not talking about realtors. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, this is the only industry that I've really been. I mean, I've been in. I've been in car sales, and uh, how are they? How are those people? I I think. Uh, yeah, they're different. <laughs> they. Uh, I would say they're very. Um, I would say they definitely strive after money. Um, which is they're very money motivated. Um, I know it's like a scarcity mindset, in, and by that I mean, like I have to steal from him because there's not enough for all of us. Yeah. And so very, a lot quicker to screw people over, and that still happens in, in this industry, but I, I think it's a little bit less. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I, I don't think so with investors. I think that investors, though, are more freedom-focused, and I think that car salespeople are more money-focused. But I think that uh, I think that, dude. People think car salespeople are shady. I'm I'm here to tell you that they're not as shady as you think. Honestly, like the way that the internet is these days, like, dude, there's always ways that you can manipulate things. And like, yes, they're doing some things that like, you know, make you feel good and stuff. But like, dude, that's sales in general. Every right. kind of sales, like you do that, like you make sure the person still feels good about the transaction. There's tricks to do that, but like you can't say a whole bunch of lies and get away with it anymore because like, right. dude, everything is so easy to access. So people aren't as shady as you think, but I will say that like, there's there's tricks in car sales, there's tricks in real estate, and I see that people do them in both. I think the people that you associate yourself with are probably doing the more ethical things, and I right. think that's what you're seeing. But there's definitely a lot of shady oh, well, so investors no, I know, too. I know that, and that, that that's probably a great point. It's the people that I'm around. Yep. Because uh, that's not an accident. I yep. I had like this little joke about like a blacklist. Yep. Of I I hear or experience one bad thing, that's shady from people, and it's just like okay, like no more interacting with those those people. Cause you have them in your phone. Uh, no, I have. I, I actually an actual blacklist. Yeah, I actually have a blacklist now from real estate agents because they they really do make me that upset. Like, oh just, yeah, no, mine's just mental. I have real estate agents too, or I'm just like avoid that yeah. person at all costs. Yeah, it's just like um, I don't know. You want to drop all their names? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, let's cut that clip and put it up as the Instagram clip. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, so and so, so and so. <laughs> just put safe. their names up there as it's popping up on the screen. Yeah, yeah I don't know. There's there's just enough to there's enough to go around. Yeah, but no, I think uh, I think the people that you're around are probably like you know there. I mean, there's a definitely a group great group of people in real estate there's no question like those people like that are searching after freedom and that really try to care about other people and help other people like dude there's a lot of people in our community drew wired uh um jay redding has been very influential uh to us and like try to help us so um adam colin, Gehrig, young, colin yeah, young just reached out to yeah maybe the better word is visibility then yeah because they're definitely there and i've experienced them and i've heard about the things that they've done and i have you know people who have had certain things that are just totally wrong like taking advantage of like that thing with uh, uh the title up to that 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 lot with the junk house that you your mom mm, yeah. yeah that like horrible like that is crooked so though it's there but it seems like there's a high level of visibility yeah like the ria group like 
that is so accessible to anybody. Right. On on Facebook, you just go on there. That's crazy, and it seems like most markets have that. Yeah. Like they have a, a version of it, and they're not all quite as great. I think we have someone that's really amazing here in Fort Wayne. It seems. Yeah. Just the amount of support, even if people are asking stupid questions, like people are there for it. Like yep. Yeah, so I guess real estate is a great industry for like, you know, helping people, at least especially in this area, like we really do try to help people. Um, whereas car sales is definitely more There's not a Facebook competitive. group to go join, right? Yeah. Well, there is some. Yeah, there's some that are like- supportive like that? Yeah. I guess they could be, yeah. Yeah, they are. They, uh, it's It feels more like sports though, you know? It's like sports and like, uh, it's just competitive, man. I mean, same thing with real estate, though. Like, it's if to me, it feels a little bit like sports, and like some teams are going to be cool, some teams are not. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it just depends on if you have a relationship with that team. Like, you know, there's some teams that have alliances and they're cool with each other. There's some teams that hate each other. Right. And uh, yeah, that's what it feels like to me. So it's like friendly competition. We're all in competition, but it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. 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 So uh, we want to wrap this up. Yep. Last question we always ask everybody. Last question, final question. Is uh, 70 years from now, 75 years from now, you're dying. Mm. You're on your deathbed. Mm-hmm. You have a final message to the world. It could be a billboard. It could be a sentence. It could be a paragraph. It could be a mantra, but it's your legacy, something that you're going to leave behind. People, like your your message that you think people need to hear. Luis go first. Dude, it's kind of funny, <laughs> but love's the answer. Yeah. Love is the answer. You want to elaborate on it, or you want to leave uh, it at that? Lead people with love, have good intentions, you know? I like it. Love your friends, love your family, uh, people you work with. Yeah, just be, help, be of help. Love the energy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Love the energy drinks too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sethi? I love Xi Jinping. Mm. That was so deep. <laughs> By a GTR. I'm just like it's 75 years from now. I'm just trying to make sure my family doesn't get sent to the internment camps. Uh, no, it's like same thing. Same thing. You know, we're in 75 years. Love's love's always the answer. So, um, otherwise, like love, love and forgiveness, and um, you know, um, love yourself, man. Not getting caught up. What is love I'll yourself? Be, I don't know. I don't, 75 years. Can't see it. Can't see it? 105. How old are you? 23. Oh, my gosh. He's, I thought you were 35. 37. 37. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my hair tricks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can't see, I can't see 75 years from now. It, it's, uh. We're gonna look just the same, probably, with the new technology they're coming out with. <laughs> In the Matrix, playing ping pong. Who usually wins at ping pong, Luisi? Dude, lately it's it's been you. But before he left for his trip, <laughs> when he came back, I was dominating him. He was just there at a camp, at a ping pong camp, 
No, I should be. I need to go. I need to go to lessons. Like we're about to be gone for like two weeks. I should just go and like get lessons the whole time. Come back and just freaking smash. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Dakota just hires like a coach for a month. It's just like a <laughs> USA ping pong. What's the business to the side? Champion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna need a month off. Like, yeah. <laughs> come back. No one will ever beat me in ping pong ever again. I can see it. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for telling your story. Sorry, Luis, you didn't get to talk much. Seth, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> how, how Seth can, is a talker. He does a lot. How can people get a hold of you? Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't? <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Luis, what's your Instagram? Follow me on Instagram. It's uh, Luis, L-U-I-S, two S's, Benitez, B-E-N-I-T-E-Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Add me on Facebook. Call me. Please don't. <laughs> Call me, beat me. <laughs> MiddleAmericaHomes.com. You can go on there and fill out a uh, contact form. Free cash uh, offer. Yeah, make sure that you you leave uh, you know something important. And just so you know, we are running a special this month. If you bring us any offer from LTV, uh, we will pay a thousand dollars more. So, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they're gonna try to wholesale it back to us for another thousand dollars. It's so funny though. We uh, all of the offers that we make, for the most part, if we think that, like Dakota's really good at sniffing it out, he'll be like, "Yeah, if you're just gonna use us to go shop us, then like, oh yeah, let us know so after boring. somebody else gives you an offer because we're not." We, I like that. We don't You're telling them like yeah. Bring let us, us be offer. yeah. Let us be the second person because like it's that. so much easier to be the second person. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, so basically, I just ask him. Here's a here's a little closing thing for you. I've actually I've taught Luis's some closes and yeah, he's I'm been using them. Closer now. Yeah, he's been using them to make some money. So that's that is one benefit uh, I want to actually say and then remind me of this story that I was about to tell. But uh, um, one benefit of working with us and like bringing us deals and stuff is like you get to hear the process you get to hear what we say to these people you get to hear how we analyze you get to actually walk through it and so sure that deal might have cost you ten fifteen thousand dollars that we split and you still make that but at the same time like the skills that you learn now Luis doesn't need me anymore so guess what he's not bringing me as many deals because he learned what i said and he's using it to make him way more money and so that's what we always look for is like yes it costs a little bit of money but it's also a teaching experience um so uh one close that i was uh uh i always use or like say to the people i was like hey so if we're able to offer you the right amount of money are you ready to make a decision now and just ask them straight up like we already went through it we walked through it if i give you the right number and you get exactly what you're hoping for are you ready to move forward if they say no then like it's like okay like you gotta first of all you gotta test and make sure that's actually accurate because sometimes people say no even if they are ready to go mm -hmm. and you gotta still like kind of push it through yeah. and like overcome their objections okay why not oh i got this person okay i mean you're saying even if we got you the right price and we're buying it as is and we're buying it cash you still wouldn't do it without them looking at it nope we'll have them look at it that's what i'm like cool have them look at it then and we'll give you a number so a little closing tip for you guys and for you guys the listeners don't use that against me unless you bring us a wholesale deal is there anything else you guys want to say to our viewers bring your deals to ltv mm -hmm. if they don't answer if they're too busy call us <laughs> our phone number redirects. Okay, our phone number. I'll give you guys my office work number. It is 260 277 7617.
create mm -hmm. a bunch of Craigslist ads with Geo Metros and Honda Civics for a dollar. Men seeking men. Oh men God. seeking men ads. I was talking to Set or Luis today, and I was like, dude, you got you look like Robert Kiyosaki right now with those glasses. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I was like, he looks just like Robert Kiyosaki. That's what you're gonna that's that's what he's gonna be 75 years from now. He's oh, gonna be yeah. Robert Kiyosaki. No, I'm just kidding. He's actually, he's not exactly a nice guy. He's kind of not very nice in yeah. interviews, but no, I've just seen him in interviews. And like one time he's like, he's like, uh, I don't like the way this interview is going. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And just like got all like, I don't know. He got crazy. And I was like, dang, he's like, he's like, do you actually want to listen or learn? Then like, shut up and listen. And like, I'm here. You're supposed to be interviewing me. And like, I was like, geez, dude, like he's a, uh, he's a little interesting. A little aggressive. Yeah, he's aggressive. But thank you guys for coming on. Appreciate you guys renting the office space from us. See you guys next time. Peace.